two. Welcome to another Viral USA podcast. This is Alan in not so sunny California today. Um, but I'm in a sunny mood after yesterday's match, certainly. And I'm joined by a special guest from Norway, um, Julian, who is a frequent commenter on our site. Welcome <coughs> to the podcast, Julian. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. So, um, as you as you um, probably heard, is is actually in Valencia right now. He's going to be doing work for um, Virial, um, working in the international business department for a little while. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought one of the things that would be fun to do, mm. because people always want to know. Well, who else in, is following Villarreal? And, and you know, when we see these, when we see these names on the web, um, well, who are these people? So <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I sent out an email to a few people and said, "Hey, you know, what, if you'd like to uh, be on a podcast, let me know." And and uh, Julian was kind enough to say yes. So, um, so hopefully this won't feel too much, like 20 questions or something, but not surprised. Tell, okay. <laughs> tell us a bit about yourself and how you first started following Virial. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, it started in 2006. Um, my brother was an Arsenal supporter at the time, and he still is, and I didn't have any club to support. I only supported Argentina. So we were watching the semifinal, um, and uh, so I chose just Villarreal uh, randomly because I hated uh, to support the same team as my brother. So I was like, okay, I <laughs> support Villarreal. And then, yeah, so I was, I watched, I watched um, the match, the return match in Madrigal, and uh, where we came and missed. And yeah, you guys know the story, yeah, uh, how that yeah, went. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, after that, I just started watching uh, every match. And uh, at the time, it was very, very hard to find uh, uh, channels, in Norwegian channels, that showed the La Liga matches. So I used to, like, stream, and illegally. <laughs> probably, right. not a good, probably not a good idea, but I just did, because that was the only way to watch uh, uh, La Liga in Villarreal. Mm-hmm. And, and then I remember I was around, I was 12, 13 when I became Villarreal supporter. But I remember I was uh, telling my mom to buy like a package, like a Norwegian, uh, it's like a channel that showed uh, La Liga matches, but they only showed the top four. Uh, it was at the time Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Valencia, and either Sevilla or another team. And so I like I almost I forced my mom to buy that package so that I hopefully could watch maybe four matches in the whole year, you know, or eight matches. Sure. Yeah, real matches. Um, right. So yeah, so that's how it started, and uh, yeah, that's great. And then how how easy was it to keep up with uh, what was going on? I mean, it's it's always been hard for those of us that aren't um, Spanish speakers because there's just not a lot of coverage for Villarreal. So yes. yeah, so did yeah. you? Were you able to find um, information on the web or whatnot about the team? Um, at the time, I had zero idea about 
um, Spanish uh, news, uh, news uh, what is it called, um, uh, like Marca and all these websites. I didn't know about them. So mm-hmm. I usually went on their home like website and just translated uh, from uh, using Google Translate. Right. So that's the only way uh, I had any information. Uh, and, of course, uh, Peter uh, was... Uh, is a supporter also. So I used to uh, discuss uh, with him on a Norwegian website and he used to post articles too in Norwegian, uh, luckily. So that was, I guess, the two ways I was updated with the club. Right. And then when did you, um, when did you, when did you find out about VRL USA and, and how did you find out about it? Did you just do an internet search or? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's how after the website, the Norwegian website that, uh, the one I mentioned after that site, um, website, um, uh, wasn't long, no longer active. I just searched on Google, uh, VRL forums, VRL anything. And then it showed the first thing that popped up was, uh, uh, your website or the VR USA, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how that's how we started. Just randomly, just searching for other people uh, who support the same club. Um, like I found another one in Spanish, but uh, that was too much because mm-hmm. I would I don't I didn't want to spend time translating and then posting and then. So it right, was, right. Yeah. yeah, there there are um, several fan forums. There's one in. In the Valencian language, and then there's there's a Spanish one, and yeah. there are various. There are more now than there were then, but uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. yeah. So so you um so you started reading the reading Virial USA. What about what 2012, 2013? Yeah, 2012, 2013. I remember. I was like, yeah, around that time. Okay, was, so that was that was when we had just we had been relegated and we were. Fighting our way back, so okay, yeah, 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 yeah. and and then and then you've been a uh, regular uh, reader and and commenter since then, so that, that's, yeah, that's great. I've been a regular hater, colleague uh, hater. Uh, yes, I do know that, <laughs> but but I, I I think the tide may be turning a little bit there. We'll yeah, see. yeah, we'll see. you know that that. Uh, the last, certainly if he keeps, uh, reading games the way he has of late and making the subs that, that work, it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, I think, so, so tell me about, um, are there particular players that you really liked? I mean, you mentioned that you were an Argentina fan, so obviously you, um, were a fan of Raquelme when he was playing for us, but yes. do, you, do you have particular Favorites of yours? Uh, they're so hard, like to choose between. Uh, but uh, of course, Casorla is uh, up there with uh, Rikelme. Um and um, I will say also uh, Senna, Marco Senna. Those three players are, I, f- I feel like the biggest, biggest players who have uh, been through this club. Right. Yeah. But you have the underrated strikers, you know, we had uh, Rossi who was also good and Forlan, but they didn't stay that long. For me like the the, the ones who will remain 
um, uh, or the ones who will have legendary status will be Marcuseno and Casorla. And then Riquelme, uh, who was his legend, but the way it, the way the whole thing ended. Yes. Um, yeah, yes. That's, yeah. That's, that was not great. Yeah. 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 And of course for Rossi too, I think, I think, um, I loved watching Giuseppe play for us and that 2010-11 season when we, got to the semis of the Europa League and, and he and Nilmar were just, mm. you, you know, and, and you had Santi on that team too and, and Senna. Um, that, that was terrific. And then the fact that then the next summer there was a the whole question about were we going to sell him to Barcelona for oodles of money and, and yeah. that didn't happen. And then he, then he had the injuries that he's, that he, um, wasn't able to come back from with us and really only had part of a terrific season with Fiorentina afterwards. And, you know, I, I talk about a player who just had bad luck, but boy, when mm. he, when he was, when he was with us at his, at his peak, just so, such a joy to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And he, then the chemistry, um, Rossi and uh, Nilmar had was also like, they, they seemed to figure out they had like a perfect chemistry. Uh, they always like looked for each other and that's something you don't find a lot in today's football, like strikers that understand. That's um, right. And of course we were playing our classic 442 in those days with those guys as the two and that was just a perfect fit. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, of course after we were relegated, the, following year Neilmar was sold and and uh I guess has never really gotten back to that level of that he had with that and that, that 2010-11 so yeah it was like a it was it's it was like really hard to imagine how all how quickly all that ended because when I um so the website I think most people know know this but Villarreal USA was actually started by someone else who I'm also hoping to have on one of these, one of these podcasts. Okay. <clears throat> he, um, what had happened was that there were, um, I had joined in the summer of 2010 because we needed somebody to cover Europa League games because they were during the week and the two mm. people that were the guy who founded it and a friend of his who, who was also working on the site um, we're both studying, well, one was an attorney and one was studying to become a lawyer. And so they needed somebody to take care of things during the week. And, um, that was right about the time when I, when we contacted SB Nation and which was expanding, um, their, what they were doing. And we, um, they had the same reaction that we did, which is, you know, we're catching this team at a perfect time because for a while there, it looked like, well, maybe we're going to be the, maybe we're going to be that fourth team that, or even that third team that, that, uh, that you get to see pretty often on the, on the Norwegian La Liga channel, but didn't work out that way. Um, you know, but for, but for that first amount of time, it was, it was pretty incredible. So, um, you, you say you, you haven't been to, um, Villarreal to see a match, have you, or, or have you? No, I haven't. So. No. But I want to. Oh yeah, it, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, definitely, it's 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 definitely an experience. Um, it it is really um, 
it's it's much different than um, than a you know fifty sixty thousand seat stadium where it's all corporate and everything. I mean, it feels um, it feels a lot like um, it's just a real pleasant family um, fun feeling. And and the I mean, going to the game is it's easy to figure out where the stadium is because everybody in town is walking in the same direction. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so that's good. So, do you have any particular um do you have any particular matches that you've that you've watched or or any particular moments that are really special to you from from Real or Oh, uh, that's like it's so we, hard because I have to think back. To Riquelme penalty, so I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, that one. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, you can't forget that. Um, but like a good memory you're talking about, or just. Yeah, I think so. Mm, like a shocking memory, I remember was the Pina goal. Do you remember against when he scored? Uh, against Napoli. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. What? What? Just, what uh, did just happen there? Uh, yeah, that was a surprising, <laughs> surprising one. A guy who never played. scores. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that was one of the stranger things, and um, yeah, and and I I um, I must say I miss the European matches this year because even the year that we were in the Champions League. And didn't do well. There's still something about European matches that's a lot of fun, and I and I think a lot of my um, memories are yeah around those around those matches. And and the Pina the Pina Pina goal against um, Napoli was was just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I think he was even surprised when he just. When the ball just went straight in, and he didn't know, like, he didn't know what to do, so he just ran. He just ran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's what I meant to do, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was probably that was that was that was certainly one highlight. And I was um, thinking of actually another player who plays now for Alaves, uh, Wakaso, in the 2010-11 run. We ended up playing him. I think it was the second leg of the um, Bayer Leverkusen, and he ran in and, and uh, immediately got a, a penalty awarded for, you know, he was taken down in the box. And I, I think, I think that was about the only time he played much for us in Europe. But he was such a such a strange player because he he was kind of. He had a lot of he had talent, but and he had desire, but he couldn't always channel it. So <laughs> he didn't play that much. Um, yeah, he was but, too aggressive, no? Like the I just the way he played was he was just reckless in the middle. Yes, I felt. yes. And and I think the and I think the following year when we played in when we played Manchester City in the first our first game in the Champions League. You re- you may remember he was really reckless toward the end because he sort of dived in. For this yeah. challenge to win the ball, and not only did he then let, not only did he not get it, and so the fellow had a clear had a clear method, way to to move forward, but mm-hmm. the way that he dived, he also ended or tried to tried to to uh, make the play. He ended up putting Kuhn on side, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that you know when when the when the um, winning goal came, 
Mm. None of the players on the pitch played him on side. It was Wakaso who was like often, you know, slid off the side there who had done it. And it was, that was, yeah. So that was not his, not his finest moment. And I don't think Garrido ever, you know, played him much again after that. I think he, I think he really was, was frustrated with him. But, um, let's talk a little bit about, I'm going to take a bit of a break, just a short break here. And then when we come back, we can talk about this season and and uh, and yesterday's match. Yeah, sure. All right. So, okay. So here's a little bit of a short break, and we're back. Okay. So let's talk about this season. And and you already mentioned Kaleha, so we might as well start there. So we went through last year. Um, <clears throat> First part of the season that was dreadful, um, fired him for somebody that didn't win a match, and then we brought him back, and, and the last, um, I think over the last bunch of, of, that last bunch of games, we ended up getting about a point and a half per game, and we ended up surviving. And so this year, we have Kaleha, um, still questions about him, certainly, but the team is, seems like it's starting to play pretty well. We've had a couple of, um, as one does, we've had a couple of flattering results and a couple of results probably unfair. But, mm. um, what's, what's your impression so far? Uh, well, I didn't start to good, but it never starts good with the, yeah, this club. It's always, uh, we never win the first, I don't know, the last time we won uh, open, the opening match. But, yeah, uh, and it's been a long time at home, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, oh shit, uh, another season where we just collapse and another season where we, it's like almost, almost win victories or, and then we lose or we get a draw or the defense fails us. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I wasn't ready. Like my, mentally I was just screwed from last season and then I was thinking, oh, can we can can we do this another season? Uh, is it even possible? And then uh, so yeah, I was very pessimistic um, about Kaleja because I was thinking, fair enough, he saved us, um, and that's that's good. Uh, and he managed to overcome, or him and the players managed to overcome uh, the adversity. But I was also thinking, well, shouldn't we? Shouldn't we now? Now is like the time to find a coach in the summer and <laughs> find someone else. That's that's what I really hoped for. But uh, it was very mixed feelings. People, some people were saying, "Well, he saved us, so why not give him another chance?" Mm-hmm. And so I thought, "Okay, sure, I get that." And then, but yeah, but we slowly, we slowly seem to have slowly figured out um, how we should play, and uh, not just. Being offensive and reckless and just putting everyone, every man up and hoping that we score and not worrying about defense. Now we we are more like we're still position based, but we are not. We are like balanced in a way. We're more balanced with Anguisa and Ibarra in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think that um, I think that the the um, Granada match, which was you know, that was very, 
problematic. I mean, it certainly felt like we it, it's so reminiscent of the Barcelona match last season where we were four two up and yeah. we, and then we managed to concede um, late for four four. I think um, and I think I was like you. I mean, my reaction to that match and then after the Levante game away yeah. at the um, you know the bizarre first penalty and then Andres kind of imploding and giving away the second one. <laughs> you know, that that just, um, I think at that point, yeah, there were, I was having the same reaction you were, which was, oh, my God, I don't know if I can go through this another year. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I, I said to somebody, I said, you know, I got so tired of writing those those articles about here's what we have to do to stay up and, you know, here, here are the other teams that we're competing against and here's what they you know, here's how many points I think they'll get, you know, yeah. it's, that's not fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think you're right that I think Anguisa and Ebora have really, um, the spine of the team is much better. Um, I'm really, I'm, I mean, over the course of the season, I know things are going to happen and, and, but I'm impressed that we've been able to play, um, Powell and, um, and Albiol at the, you know, as our, as our two center backs have, have really looked good and have worked well together. And it's just such a different, a different look than a year ago. And the thing that I cannot get over is how many fewer yellow cards we were getting. Um, yeah, last year, last year it was just, oh, you know, every game yeah. we, we would get four or five and that really is a problem when you got players that got, you know, 10, 15 yellow cards, they're being suspended mm-hmm. two or three matches a season. Yeah. And, yeah. So and especially I, like a key players, like defenders, we didn't have uh, any, we had, everyone was average at best. And when they got uh, suspended, Alvar got suspended or Funes Mori got suspended, we were left with uh, no one. Basically we were left with Ruiz or, uh, I don't know who else who played as a backup for Alvaro, but there, yes. so it was, yeah, it was hard. It was hard. We had, and I think that was, um, I think the thing is now we seem to have a lot more, there's just a, a little more calm and a little more confidence. And I think the, I think the, um, we really saw that against, um, Leganes and then, and then Valladolid. I mean, both teams that, I think a year ago we would have really struggled in those matches. And, and I have to say too, while I, while I think Andres did a great job last year when he was, you know, playing down the stretch, um, Mm. I think Asenjo has really, um, seized his opportunity again with both hands. He's played very well, um, in, in goal since coming back. And I think, and I think it helps too. Um, but it's it's also interesting that if you go back to the Villarreal of the you know when you started first started watching in 2006 and pretty much up until Marcelino took over, you know we had a very standard four four two that was very possession based. Marcelino kept the four four two but made it a counter attacking um, type. Of yeah. structure. And mm-hmm. now we, this is, it's, it's interesting that Kaleha really, um, tinkering with formations during matches and 
And um, we have a lot – this team has a lot more ability to change its shape and to change how it plays during the course of a match than, than I remember us having maybe ever. And that, That's true. And that was really noticeable yesterday where mm. uh, we were still arguing about what, how we lined up. But I, I kind of thought we were in a 4-2-3-1 to start. Mm. And we um, went to a to a four four two with um, once we once we had brought Samu in and and moved Gerard up front. Um, but it was it, it's it's interesting that we've got that we've got players who can both play as as, as the single striker or one of two strikers, or they can play on the wing, and it and it, it really seems to open things up for us more. It is, and it makes uh, the opposition, like the teams we meet, they they have harder times uh, figuring us out compared to last year where we only played one way, and if it didn't work out, we got counterattacked on the flanks and then goal. But now it's like we... If this if a formation doesn't work, okay, we change. We put maybe Samu in, or we put Gerard on the right side. There's always like options, as you said, on either wings. Um, but the most important is like to have those two in the middle there to, mm-hmm. you know, make it less vulnerable. Yeah, I was. I thought yesterday. I mean, several people mentioned that we looked tired, and I thought, and I thought we definitely did. But um, and so I think the question of you know having Resting one of those two. Yeah. Um, but it seemed to me that in spite of that, they, Anguissa, I was watching, he, he managed, he managed to conserve energy, but yet do a lot while conserving energy. You know, I was, I was, he, he was really, um, winning the ball and just making these little passes when that, that you didn't notice that much at the time. But when you went back later and you're like, Oh, you know, it's Anguissa. He just did that. And, you know, basically got rid of the ball, so now he can kind of <laughs> relax, <laughs> take a breath. But boy, perfect pass started the started the attack. Whatever. Um, I think he's I think he's uh, um, been a real key, and uh, and Ibora has is an interesting player because I think last year he was really a key to us staying up. But we're using him in a somewhat different role now. Last last year, he seemed like he got forward a lot more than yeah. he's, than he's doing now, and so I'm I'm really um, encouraged. And you know, this is the Gerard that we thought we were getting. This is the Gerard that I remember when he was in our system and playing in the Segunda with Marcelino. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's. He's got that talent. He's got that skill and and the desire and and uh, you know maybe last year was just a, a little tough, a lot of expectations and and all the burden of coming back. But whatever it was this year, he seems to be a lot a lot better. Yeah, true. And like I think I don't know, but I feel like he um, was. Many players were affected mentally by how the team performed, um, and even for Nals, I don't know if you read about this. He uh, recently, he said that uh, he was mentally, he was so screwed in in the head that he had to leave. He had to leave the club after 
the season uh, after what happened. And that's one of the reasons why they sold him. He, I don't think he was like mentally ready to go through go through the adversity and everything that they went through. That's why he, I think he performed not as good as we hoped. Mm-hmm. And the same can go for Moreno as well. You know, when you shoot and everything goes either outside or you just you can't hit the ball, that's just it's like mentally it's draining. And now it's, this season he's just he's just willing to do. He just has this confidence that, about him that right, like, right. Yeah, I, I think the classic player that I saw that with was uh, Gio Dos Santos when he played for us. Because yeah. that, that one year that, that Gio was on top of his game, he was just, he was great. And yeah. and then he got injured, I, I guess. And then when he came back, he was not the same player. I mean, the, he would he would take on defenders on one-on-ones where it was like the old Gio beats him goes inside, gets a shot, yeah. ball, and defenders were just having an easy time, you know, playing him off the wall. And mm. I don't know mentally, you know, I don't know if he was afraid of re-injury. I have no idea. But mm. it was just a really noticeable thing. And I, and I, you know, it's, and I, so I understand what Fornal said, that he's, and of course for him, he was, um, you know, from the area and coming, coming back to his, to his uh, uh, team that I guess he played for us in at some point at youth level and then left. So it wasn't, I'm sure, I'm sure he was hoping it was going to go a lot differently than it did, but he made, yeah. Um, yeah so I, it was interesting that we, you know, got, we got good money for him from West Ham. Um, but, when I look at last year's team, he wasn't a particularly important cog in it. He had he had that great goal against um, um, Athletic Club early on, and he had some he had some moments, um, especially I think in Europe maybe. But I don't remember right, when I looked at the at the at selling him. I was like, yeah, that's okay. We can do that. It's not like it's not like he was as as important as as I think he hoped he would be, and we hoped he would be. Yeah, true. This is like, it's the way, I think, ever since Kalaka came, he, uh, and he says he started changing formations constantly, and I think Fornals didn't have a place to play, and mm-hmm. he didn't fit anywhere, and Kalaka didn't, I, I don't know if he did, he changed a lot of formations, right, Kalaka last season, like he went from 4-4 to Diamond, yeah, he tried the diamond for quite a while, and then he yeah. tried the diamond, and he tried a more of a flat four four two, and then he, then he did. I think we even played a little bit of four three three, maybe. Um, but we did the four. We definitely did the single striker up front. And yeah. you're right. I think I think Fornals was happiest in the in maybe something like the diamond, which didn't work well in other ways. And yeah. it just, it it also seemed as though, I mean, I, I go back to what you said about how last year we were mostly playing one way and teams, mm. teams could, could, you know, soak up the pressure. And once they won the ball, break quickly down the flank and expose our, our center backs. This year, you know, it, it seems like we are, we're much more comfortable, um, playing with the ball 
in the middle of the pitch and we're not trying to make things happen. Last year, it felt like we, we, we would get the ball and we would make a lot of low percentage passes. Like yeah. we're just desperate to get desperate to, to do something. And this year we seem a lot calmer. And I think that's, that's, um, really, really key too. Um, that's you know, the biggest thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I like Fornals as a player. I'm, I'm sorry, you know, I'm sorry that it didn't support him longer term theory, but, but I, um, you know, I hope he does well at West Ham. He, I, I've always liked his game, but it did feel like he was a player without a position, mm. um, the latter, the latter third of the season, which was, Really, when we were were doing well, That's um, true. so so thinking of um, you mentioned following Argentina. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think about? I mean, I assume we'll see Funes Mori at some point. <laughs> well, I hope not. Please, what about nope. <laughs> Oh, I don't want that guy ever to play as a defender. Maybe as a you know what? He could actually like be a backup in the middle for because uh, he did actually quite well in the beginning when we needed a strong like physical type of player in the middle. He did actually um, better than as a defender. Uh huh. Yeah. So maybe I don't know, but I don't think Kolecha is oh willing to use Funes in any way, shape, or form. I, I think he's probably going to use him as a. I mean, if we end up having one of our regular two suspended, um, yeah. I think use them. I think he'll use them in Copa matches. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I I don't see him doing a whole lot, a whole lot otherwise. Um, you know, because right now, I mean, Albiol and Paul and Powell are are looking really good. Um, and um, then then Santi Caceres, I I. Feel a little bad for him because I felt as though last year he was signed to be a player he's really not. I mean, he was he's he's not physical, not tall enough no. to be the person. I mean, we needed an Anguissa, and and we signed um, Santi, who is is a perfectly fine player, and I and I like him, but he didn't fit. You know, it, it, he. I it felt like he got benched because he w- he wasn't the player that we thought he was going to. Be. Yeah, and it's like when you buy it's like when you buy something in the grocery, right? And then uh, you taste it, and it doesn't taste as what you expected. It's like, oh shit! I just wasted pay, wasted money on this thing that I thought it was gonna. It's, it's, that's I feel like that's the situation Garcia is in. They thought he was gonna take uh, Roddy's place and just. That that was enough in the middle. That he could do what Rodri did in the middle, no worries. Mm-hmm. And then when they found out that he couldn't do that, they were like, okay, whatever. Now we just bench you, and then we use Ibora instead in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, do you, uh, you know Torreira, right? The guy who plays for Arsenal in the middle there. Mm-hmm. He is is just like Torreira, like a small warrior, tackle tackles, wins the ball. But he needs someone in the middle who can win those aerial duels or be the one who's like strong. And then you have Caceres who can, he's, because he's a really good passer. He, I don't know if you remember that, but he's a really good passer and, and tackler as well. So he tracks back. He does a lot of 
work that we don't see. But he last season, I feel like he's like punished for he's being punished for something that was expected of him, but they didn't like he couldn't do what they were expecting of Casares, basically. Yeah, so, I felt like I felt like for um, for me, I I um, it was almost like yeah. He was almost being punished for being short. I felt. Yeah, like. yeah, basically. Because if you think about the, if you think about the matches where it was like, oh, you know, somebody um, scored off a header and it was his man, or or, or something like, you know, in a, in a situation like like a corner kick or something, or there would be these, you know, the aerial challenges in midfield that he's just not that good at winning. Um, I think the problem was that, yeah, if you're playing, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. If you're playing him, hoping that he's going to be the, the, the sort of physical ball winner, not really. He's going to be, he's going to be more the guy who the Ibora or, um, or, um, Anguisa can get the ball to, 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 to be, you know, to pass it and, and everything. But of course, we have other players who are very good passers. I mean, you know, and so it feels like that niche is not really what we, you know, I don't think that's what we bought him for. I would still like to see him play and I would still like to see him, um, get some, get some opportunity. I think it would be interesting to have him out there, you know, maybe in a Copa match or something with, um, mm-hmm. with, um, Anguisa, but you know it's it's like I just don't. It, he he seems it's it's always hard when you have a player who who did, didn't work out for you for whatever reason, and now you're not playing them. Well, it's hard to get value if you want to move. Anybody. I mean, he I'm sure he wants to play. Villarreal would like to you know get some return on their investment. Um, I guess I, I guess there were possibilities that, that he was going to be loaned out to Wesca, but it sounded like he he didn't really want to play in the. Super- no, he he said no to them, and then they punished him. They were like, okay, you don't you don't want to leave? Then okay, you are not going to play here. So enjoy sitting, uh, yeah, in the stadium watching from there. So that's uh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that you never know. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and you never know what the relation, what sort of interpersonal relationships there are among, among team player, team members and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but, oh, I, I hope that, uh, I hope that we, that we see, um, Santi. I, I, uh, I, 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 I liked, I like him as a player. I just don't think he, he, um, he was sort of, uh, if you remember when we signed Jonathan de Guzman. Yeah. Fine player. But we signed, but he wasn't the player we needed. We signed him for a, you know, his favorite position was one we didn't have. <laughs> and Basically, yeah. It was a cam or what, where did he enjoy the most? Uh, it wasn't the, in the middle. Do you remember where? He liked, actually, he, he told us that he liked his favorite position was sort of almost sitting behind the strikers, you know, so okay. almost in a, like in a, um, say you had a 4-2, uh, a four-one-three-two or something, or like a diamond type deal okay. with him sitting behind the strikers. Well, that's great, but but we play that. And all all we have was the 
was the four four two where the guys in the middle are are um you know the the Senna and uh and Tesorla types and then you had um on the outside you had guys like Connie who were basically pinching in. We didn't have wingers either. So, you know, he he really um didn't have a didn't have a place to play for us. And and uh so it was very strange. You know, we we went out and got him, but he said himself, this was this is my we did an, an interview with him and, and he said, you know, this is where I like to play and and Sid and I that are that are doing the interview are thinking to ourselves, okay, which one of us is gonna tell him we don't we don't have <laughs> <laughs> of course, we didn't say anything, but you guys didn't say anything. I would have just said that uh, straight up. I uh, you know, you know. Uh, well, anyway, um, yeah. So I think, so I think Santi. You know, hopefully we will see him at some point. And and you know, it, I think it's, I, I think it's good to have these. Um, I mean, you like to see him get some rotation, but it's it's good to see players that you can rely on bring off the bench if you need to. Um, you know, Manu Trigueros played yesterday for the first time in a in a while and he mm. I guess he actually got an assist on one of the one of the last goals. Um but he's he's somebody who has his career with us has has been there have been some really good years. He's had some mm. injury problems, but now he's a bit um like uh, again I'm I'm not sure we have quite the position He's not. A, he he was a very important cog in our machine a couple of years ago, and now the mm. now the formation is a little different. So anyway, yeah, yeah, it's. But the the guy who I feel even worse for is Morales or Morales. Morales, yeah. That guy is he, he. There's no space for that guy. They, they don't have. They you have Trigueros who's ahead of him. You have Anguisa. You have Ibarra. You have Casorla. It's just yeah. What do you do with him? Yeah, I'm not sure. I I am a little surprised that we didn't um, try to loan him somewhere. Yeah. yeah, you know. Um, and but of course the thing that happens is you're you're always when when you're when you're trying to assemble a roster you're always worrying about the things that I mean there are always the things you can't predict. Um, you know, and you you uh, have to you have to sort of look at um, there are good things that happen, like the emergence of a Rodri, for example. Um, there are bad things, like the you know long-term injury to, to Bruno. Um, and so it's, I think every team always has players that they just, for whatever reason, never really get their chance. I think um, Virial is a little different than some teams that just you know sign oodles and oodles and oodles of players and and low and then loan. Two thirds of them out. We don't. We don't have the luxury to do that. Mm-hmm. Have um, we do have things that, that happen where we just don't. They just don't fit so well, mm-hmm. and, and um, that seems to be where where we are with some of those. So let's let's wrap up by at, let me ask you now that we're seven games in. Mm-hmm. What, how do you think we're? How do you think we'll do this season? Okay, because. Uh, I don't know. I predicted that we were going to end somewhere. I think it was eighth or ninth. Okay. Um, that was my prediction. Um, but if this, if this trend goes on and we, we, 
we play like we have played the last two. Not like okay, except the Bar- we did okay against Barcelona, but okay Le- uh, against Leganes and uh, now Betis. If you play like this moving forward, uh, I think the sky is like the limit for this team. I think we could, I could see us top five, top five, maybe five, five, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Maybe. But if we play like this, moving forward, yeah. uh, we we're gonna have our moments where we, you know, with with them when things happen and we give away points and that's gonna happen. But as long as we pick up more wins than draws, then I think we'll be top five, top six. Yeah, that sounds that sounds good. What yeah, do you I'm, think? What do you? I'm, what's your? Well, I'm kind of like you. I I thought going into the season, I was. Um, I think I was still expecting a bit of a hangover from the um, all the mental efforts of last year, and maybe, and who knows, maybe we did have a bit of one the first couple of games. Um, but I think I was figuring us kind of, kind of similar to you, like sort of eighth, ninth, maybe. Um, but I'm thinking maybe, yeah, uh, Champions League finishing in the finishing fourth. Um, probably requires a lot of requires some luck. Um, the thing that might make me feel like we have a chance is, is actually the fact that we're not playing in Europe this year, yeah. so we don't have as many games over the course of the season that are coming right after a you know tough Wednesday or Thursday travel. Yeah. Um, so that might help us. But I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking probably fifth or sixth is a is a pretty good. Definitely, Europa League is something that this team is certainly capable of doing. Um, I think I think beyond the difference between between um, fifth and fourth is I think going to going to be told in uh, how the teams that are competing in Europe how they're doing. Um, the fact that there are two teams, Natafe and Espanyol, that are Kind of not used to being there. I'm kind of thinking they're not going to be there again. So, yeah, we see how Getafe are doing now. For example, they they are struggling. And yes. While uh, Sociedad, I think our biggest Sociedad, but, yeah, Sociedad, yeah, yeah. I think I, I was. I think my dark horse at the start of the season was I. I thought Athletic Club would do better yeah. than a lot of people thought. But yeah, Sociedad seem to finally have gotten it together. Yeah. Because they've always had a team that the, the bones of that team has always been good. And mm. so they've, now they've got, uh, Odegaard is, it seems to maybe be the piece that they needed. Um, and they, so good. Yeah, yeah. And it's, <laughs> and that's, um, you know, and so I think, yeah, they're going to be the, they may be the, the tough, um, if you look at, uh, Barca, Atleti, Real, Sevilla, Sociedad, Villarreal. I think that might be your top six. Top six, yeah. Sociedad, yeah. Because yeah. they they are betting young too. They they are like uh, you, uh, the guy on left or at Seaball or whatever his name is. Uh, and then you have Erdogan on the other side, and then you have Isaac or the Brazilian. That's that's. Uh, I'm thinking if we meet them, it's gonna be a very tough uh, match. Yeah, yeah, it will. But you know, I think the, I think the good thing is that both of us are looking at the season so far, and and uh, 
where things are looking up. I think that's, yeah. I, think, I think that's great. Well, it's been great talking to you and, uh, I want to thank you for all your contributions to the, to the website and I'm sure there'll be many more. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you, uh, run, run into other Norwegian fans, you can, uh, tell them where, where they can find us. So. Sure. I will let you know. And, uh, thank you, Alan. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You. Thank, thank you, Julian. And, uh, Hope you can make it to Viriel sometime and see a match in person. I guarantee you'll enjoy it. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, let us know if you're going so we can often, um, you know, talk to somebody at the club and, and, uh, arrange things ahead of time. So, sure. Uh, sure. Anyway, oh. yeah, so do that. Anyway, so from, uh, from, uh, what's becoming a slightly sunny California? Um, <laughs> and rainy in Norway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is this is Alan for for Julian and Virial USA and the Van Virial. <laughs>